The biggest party podcast of the summer is here. It is the SummerSlam live. Not live. Well, live to tape. That's how they all are. Well, yeah. Reaction. I am Jason Rossi. This is Billy D with me. Billy, how's it going? Great. It was somewhat enjoyable. I think more than somewhat enjoyable. I've enjoyed myself tonight. Iconics match was great. I really totally was. forgot about that. I literally <laughs> forgot about it. Because it, it still, it started at five. It was a shorter actual pay-per-view. Was, yeah, three and a half hours, totally digestible for a pay-per-view. I understand the two-hour pre-show. You can add it, you cannot. I bet you the viewership on that's way down anyways. Um, as someone that's gone to these long-ass events in the mm-hmm. past, this was a breath of fresh air. Yeah, it was good. Like, knowing that we were heading into, like, the last few matches, it was, like, 9-17 Eastern time. That was pretty cool. But, I, again, this is the Rossi on Wrestling SummerSlam review and reaction. Uh, just right out the gate, we're, we'll try to keep this about 20 minutes. You'll know by the time, because when you post a podcast, it tells you how long it is. But, Bill, how do you feel about it? What do you told think? told you what time it was. Uh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> how what did you feel about the event? Uh, I, overall, pretty good. Uh, I don't know my stone rating. I'll probably give it to you at the end of yeah, this. Yeah, we'll get there. Going through it, pre-show, meh, it was okay. Some of the matches were entertaining. Best part of the pre-show? Oh my god, Peyton Royce. Okay, well, I was going to go with Edge and Elias. And that was Peyton Royce. I think they could have fit that into the show, though, personally. I thought the yeah, Edge it appearance... Yeah, it should have started. Yeah, or like... In the middle somewhere. If I had to pick somewhere, maybe like after Shane McMahon, before Charlotte Flair, Trish, I don't know, maybe that would have got too much, like, or maybe after Bailey and Ember, somewhere in there, I could have seen that fitting in but then again elias was involved with the shane mcmahon kevin owens match some good drake moments yeah we had drake maverick yeah and as drake that was great uh, we, I, and i called that not to uh humble brag but no brag sorry, away, that's what we was do. great i think uh like overall like this is the one thing before we dive deep into the card this is the first time we were trying to think about it like that a card ended a wrestle wwe pay-per-view and you were happy not just happy, but, like, it just felt good. Like, it was good event, good momentum at the end. Like, the final matches were... It was satisfying. Uh, like, yeah, good and entertaining. Uh, yeah. I've heard people don't like the burping. Oh, people don't like my burping? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's you a critique burps, of... You know who's a big burper on live uh, radio? Who? No one? Uh, Howard Stern. Is he really? Yeah, big burper. Let's him out. Does he really? He's got a lot of weird gimmicks. Yeah. Anyways, um, I guess I will... Uh, not, well, I'll take the criticism, yeah. and I will accept it. Thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> I will put it under consideration. If I don't drink... Usually, I drink water back before. Recently, I've been drinking a lot of soda water. Is it really as good for you? Don't you ever feel more bloated? Yeah, it's definitely a bloater, but it tastes better. Yeah. I usually put the Crystal Light packets in the water. I gotta try that. Some people say that there's like weird... like. Yeah, you're gonna get cancer from something at some point in your life. Might as well be drinking water. Yeah, at least you're doing the healthy way of dying. Anyway, so just quickly, um, there was the cruiserweight championship. Pretty forgettable. There was a lot of forgettable. But like, the, in like, especially where cruiserweights, as you said, it great criticism on your part. You were telling like yeah, they were just boring. They were ground and pound. I don't need that, especially to start a whole pay per view event. At SummerSlam, no way. Yeah, not those are cruiserweights. You want to see them flying around. I get everyone can be different, but like to have two rough and tough cruiserweights not where you look only or only lorkin shut him out he's local but yeah, i love him it's a pretty boring match and it was eight minutes yeah it was tough it was a tough one there then you had buddy murphy and apollo cruz which best was part of this was the storyline at the end the payoff roman reigns is, it's the best storyline i think he may have ever been in by the way yeah, that's something we definitely need to get to that's a bigger podcast because what is a good roman reigns storyline aside from maybe the shield split up but he kind of almost like went to the side with that yeah it was so, ambrose and rollins yeah so it's good this really might be, depending on where it goes from here but it definitely is the most intriguing but i just love buddy murphy versus apollo cruz the two probably five foot three jet uh, 260 pound guys biceps for days oh my god muscles on muscles but buddy murphy then rowan interfering at the end Cool. Keep your name Extend- on the mouth. Stitches yeah. get stitches. Extending the storyline, making it seem more important. By the way, no Roman Reigns in the entire night of SummerSlam. Which is great. Which, 
I mean, I love Roman Reigns. I'm a huge Roman Reigns supporter, but this is good for his character. He doesn't need to be overexposed. I guess that's a good point. I just think maybe just somewhere in there. But yeah, hey, whatever. More power to them. Then we got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defending their Women's Tag Team Championship against the Iconics. Alexa Bliss with the um, Buzz Buzz Lightyear gear. But that was cool. She had the the laser pointer on her arm. Yeah, the uh, Corey Graves... Disney references just, get a little... He was, this was an off night for Corey. It wasn't yeah, one of his best it's nights. It's just tough. Well, too many commentators tonight. Then we kicked off the main car with Becky Lynch versus oh, Natalia in a submission match, which I thought was, I think... Actually, I don't know. Maybe Trish and... This it match was, was fine. It was good. It was. I think I'm going to have to rewatch it to really give it the respect maybe it deserves or maybe I'll think differently. I just love the way the crowd was into it. I like submission matches. I like matches where there's no pinfalls. It was... I feel like there's just too many false finishes. Yeah, it was fine. It was pretty predictable. You knew Becky Lynch was going to get the win here. So it wasn't the greatest match. Natalia, very good wrestler, but I don't find her entertaining at all. The shock of the night comes next. This Ziggler-Goldberg match, even though it was a minute 50... They went the, the the going back and forth was way too much. If they if they if they were gonna go for three, they should have went for four. I would have loved it if it was four. But so explain what you're talking about. They they, they had the squash match. There were literally four moves, two super kicks, then a spear and a jackhammer, and yep. that was it. That and was I was it. like, this was fucking entertaining. I loved it. And then he called him back. His promo made no sense. I I think that was the point of it. But yeah, it I think just, he was supposed to. He's like, fight me stupid. like a man, man it was to so man. Stupid. So Goldberg comes back out, hits him again with the spear. Then he comes back a and, third time. And then a third time. If they've done it a fourth time, I'm all in. <laughs> fourth time would have been funny. The three times, I... They almost should have went back to it in, like, the back. Like, yeah. somewhere, like, digging, like, has anybody seen Goldberg? Like, no, no, and Spears, I'm like, it's I don't know. It's a comedy rule of threes. One more time would have been fucking hilarious. Just the two I didn't like. I'm also surprised the crowd didn't do, like, a one more time. One more yeah, time. Because nobody cares about Ziggler. That's why. Which was stopping Ziggler was fantastic. Selling like a champ. Then we had AJ Styles defending his United States Championship against Ricochet, which first you off... You called the ending. I did call the ending. I'm going to take a victory lap in a minute. But I really, really loved Ricochet's performance. Didn't love his gear. He, this match was okay. Oh, see, I think it was a little better than okay for me. It was me. okay. Especially with these two guys. It was entertaining. It wasn't... It should have sold the show and it didn't even come close. The ending was great. Other yeah. than that, well, was, the, the move, kinda... I think the move where, where Ricochet climbed off of Gallows and Anderson into that the Hurricane cool. That was in the first like, was, 10 seconds of the match. Though. But it was awesome. That's yeah. like a standout moment. Really cool. I'm sure there'll be gifts of that flying around. Then you had AJ Styles and Ricochet working on Ricochet's knee with the uh, one and only knee pad. I'll notice that on a his little, only a left. A little too much for me as well. Yeah. I mean, I want to see this guy high flying all day long. To ground him at a SummerSlam, do that on a Raw. I also or, or do it against an opponent opponent that's like smaller than him. They're, sure. they're they're equal. I would like to just see back and forth great wrestling. This is why I wasn't too excited for this match. I would have preferred Cesaro in the spot. So you think maybe what I was thinking, kind of in the middle of this match, just the third time we've seen these two, maybe this is just like they tried, they had to do something different, and maybe the different wasn't as entertaining as the others. They didn't hold mine or the crowd's attention for the majority of this match. There were a few high yeah. spots. And the ending... Tough spot in the, cra- uh, the card as well. But... The ending was spectacular. Oh, the ending was great, but even before that, the one thing... My little critiques where it comes to, like, trying to build the OC as this, like, heel faction is... I'm gonna burp again, but... Um, is the part where Anderson and Gallus, they should have been thrown out of the ringside by the ref. Like, they kept getting, like... It was Ricochet fending them off. Yeah. But I like that, like, old feel where the referee slides. I was like, get out of the ring, like, get out... And then the crowd... Because it really brings the crowd right back into it. Then you get into your crescendo for the end, but the end was awesome. The end was amazing. Ricochet. Uh, six, whatever it no, was. No, it was more of like a... Front flip? Yeah, it was like a corkscrew front flip. AJ catches him into the Styles Clash. Incredible. Loved mm-hmm. it. 
AJ Styles retains his United States Championship. Then there was the bathroom break match. No, nope, that was not the bathroom break match. Hold uh, on. Well, Next was the match you kinda. thought would be the bathroom break match with Bailey defending her SmackDown Championship against Ember Moon. Bailey this... has given up. Yeah, yeah. Like, mailed it in. She no, mailed it in. It was a bad li- match for Bailey. If you listen to this podcast, Billy is definitely barely a glass, and I'm trying to keep it glass. But I am full. the biggest Bailey fan. Probably. I think, I, think just I think your feelings are hurt. I love her. She's great. But tonight was terrible. I thought she mailed it in. She didn't look good. She didn't look... She wasn't going to the corners hard. I'll use a hockey term there. She wasn't selling. (laughs) She wasn't skating. She wasn't smooth. And Ember Moon, on the other hand, was giving it her all. Everything was crisp. Everything was... She goes into the corner like Bret Hart goes into the corner. And anybody who does that, it gives you the illusion that you're watching something real. Yeah, it's it's a suspension of disbelief. And the thing with... Ember Moon tonight. Ember Moon came to play. She knew this is her chance. She has not been on many pay-per-views. She has not really had even a... She's been called to the main roster. I can't really even think of much she's done. Nothing really. Like, I think she, she had a she, mini thing with Asuka, maybe? I, mean, no, I, I, I might be making that up. I, I honestly... like. I hate to say it, but there's so much wrestling, so much stuff going on in like the world of just entertainment and sports entertainment that you don't see a lot of Ember Moon's star performances. She's an awesome stud. character. Absolute stud. I think she had a couple... A quick thing with Nia Jax that was good, but... The point here is, Ember Moon tonight knew, I need to do everything I can to make this as good as I can. And I think if it... It was okay. I think she did was great. I give her like a... She was phenomenal. She really was. She put pulled out all the stuff, some really creative, innovative moves that you don't see from women. She reminds me when Gail Kim came around in like the early 2000s. And like she was, with all due respect to the women then, she was just working with women on a... Like she was on a different level. Yeah. And she was like just... Brooke Adams was... Yeah, like... She wasn't fine. really... Like the, a great wrestler. No, they were entertainers. Girl, yeah. Yes. And I just thought Ember Moon just brought everything she could to this match. Superstar. And Bailey just... She didn't bring A little it. flat, cool ending with the Bailey to Belly off the top like that. Bailey as a face is dead in the fucking water. And it shouldn't be that way. It just really shouldn't. But that we can we can get back to on another podcast. Right, now here's... Here was the absolute... We took a break. It, you need mental breaks during these long pay-per-views, whether you're in attendance or not. And it was Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Well, when this came up, we had counted the matches right before this and said, oh, I think there's only matches. three matches, no, four, four matches yeah. left. And we counted them all out, and then this popped up, and we were like, oh, what the fuck? We totally forgot about this match, and I, Kevin Owens is a great performer. Kevin Owens is a really good wrestler. Shane McMahon. It's very entertaining in the yes. ring. I just don't care anymore. It's just the two. It, it, I don't. It just didn't click for me. It's just one of those storylines that probably should feel more important in Canada. Definitely look better. But this was one of the shorter matches of the night, under ten minutes. Yeah. By the way, I love the length of match here. We didn't have any like long trying to be classics that didn't need to be. Even Ricochet and AJ Styles only thirteen minutes. Um, I think they were definitely. I think they're being more cautious of that now. Yeah, I I, and I wouldn't like have that. minded some matches getting a little bit longer. But if I had to pick, if you, if you have right to have now, a twelve mat, a twelve card match, yeah, it makes sense to have many this short. But. If you had to pick right now, what match you wish went a little longer? Probably Kofi and Orton. I agree, hundred percent. I, I think, think that, that needed a little bit more. I think that could have been a twenty minute match. I think so too. I think you uh, needed to play up the, we'll, and we'll get to we'll it. Get you to need it, to play right. up some more stuff in there. But, but our guy Midnight Parrot on the uh, Twitter machine said every every time a match came on, he was praying it would be. <laughs> KO and Shane McMahon. Get out of the way. I didn't even think it was, I completely forgot because it was so far out of my mind. It really was. And to be honest, I, I know I missed a little bit of the match. We didn't see it all. But, you know, I'll go back and watch some of it. I didn't find wow. it to be outstanding. I just, yeah. it didn't, like, I don't even feel like the end. There's nothing feel, Kevin Owens can do to put Shane McMahon over. And it's supposed to be Shane McMahon putting Kevin Owens over. I know. And it there was no big jump. Happen. There was no big thing. A lie is cool as, like, terrible like, stunner. Outside interference. I know you're not feeling the Kevin Owens stunner. Kevin Owens uses everybody else's movie. He has a stunner, he has a frog splash. 
He, except for I really do love the cannonball. I like all that. The, oh, the swanton? The, well, I like the cannonball like from the, oh, yeah, yeah. the, from the uh, ground. Yes. But then, yeah, he does a swanton. It's like, come on, Kevin. You, you, the pop of power on, by the way, it's shimmy and kicking out. Like, He's what are like we doing? you creating a creator wrestler in WrestleMania 2000. He, yes, and just grabbing somebody else's moveset. Yeah. And like looking like me. Exactly. Like, it's, like, it's unbelievable. My hair and beard and your body in 2008. <laughs> yeah. that, that's, that's who Kevin Owens is. No, I was way fatter in 2008 than Kevin Owens is. But anyways, um, so uh, Kevin Owens gets the win there, so he doesn't have to quit WWE. Oh, that, We knew that was going to happen. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Imagine if he quit. Imagine if the storyline was. To I quit. wish he hit him with the chair and said, "I'm fucking leaving." He's, um, he just puts. He does a, like uh, like uh, WCW. Remember? Yeah, Montreal not? Screwjob in yeah. Toronto. He does the AEW. Two uh, So then we get to Charlotte Flair and Trish Stratus. Way which, better than expected, and longer than expected. Longer than expected, which in the in the, the second it, longest match on the card. It was, which you know Triple H was on the card, so yeah. he couldn't have the longest match. But I will say this to start: it was very rough. To start. Oh, very rough. And a lot that, of rust getting knocked off early. And I think it's Charlotte is so good, and Trish has obviously she hasn't been in a regular one-on-one match in years, and at least to this magnitude. And this, I thought she pulled it out. I think Charlotte. It just once again proves Charlotte is an unbelievable wrestler. I mean, the Jabberknocker calls her Charlotte the Shoveler, and he just took a drink. But I she's also, drink, but I don't mind Charlotte the Carrier. She can Ooh. carry a match, and she and that's Bailey, a Billy original. She and Bailey have. Like, speaking of Bailey, you know, failing to put on matches with people, not that Charlotte used to carry Bailey through those matches, but Charlotte can put on a good match with just about any woman. She really can, and and I think... And not saying that Trish was bad. No, it just started, she, she needed she help. She pulled her. She pulled her along until she caught up. And then I will say that Trish, towards the end, with the baby face being in Canada, when she put on the figure eight... It was, cool. it was a cool moment, and cool. I, I actually, like, this is my favorite part about when we watch wrestling together, you watch it with friends, or even sometimes just my wife, like, when they start to, when you start to be like, she's not gonna lose like this, like, I saw Billy do that, like, kind of lunge for, like, she's not gonna tap out, and that's what wrestling, that's why we yeah. love this. It evokes it, emotion. It makes you feel something, you forget about all the BS everywhere else, but this was a really fun match, match I would definitely, I'm definitely gonna be interested to go back and watch time and time again here and there, like, oh, what was that, oh, that was that match, like, that'll be a fun one to watch. Charlotte eventually gets the win by submission. Trish gets the big farewell standing ovation. You still got it as she walks out. I thought it was a good match. I, I the only thing I this was missed... the match you wanted on NXT this week. And I did quick sidebar NXT pretty good, pretty good. A lot of, a lot of good matches. Pretty good. Velveteen Dream crushed it. Yeah, nothing. That match was great. I'm a huge... that match was great. Yeah, no, well, yeah. I will say that match was a lot of fun. Really, really good. I think Gargano and Cole. A little too long, seen just, it too many times, yeah, but it was still good. It is, and it's always different, and like, I'm just, I want Gargano to either just figure out what he is. Is he a strict baby face? Is he kind of a heel? Who knows, but... Tag match was good, and then the other two match matches... was really good. The first women's matches was good, but a little okay. clunky. Mia yeah. Yim was very clunky, but... Yeah, I just think she... I need to see Shayna Baszler versus Asuka. That's what I want. I want Asuka to go down there to challenge her. It doesn't have to be a storyline on the main roster, just literally one time, even if it's just on an NXT. Yeah, it'll be a surprise, because nobody's ready for Asuka. Nobody. Hmm? And that's one time what, uh Leo Rush said, and then he almost got fired then. Now I think he's actually gone. No, I think he actually has, like, some problems, and, like, he's just taking time off or something. Hopefully, because, well, I don't want him to have problems, but I just feel yeah. like he was a real entertaining thing. But anyways, then we rolled into the final parts of the night, and this is when we started to say, all right, it's 9-17, this isn't going to go that long, but you started, I think I was, that Trish Charlotte kind of rose up, and then you got Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. I feel like Kofi's been consistently put in this position where it's like, we're not putting your match in that spot, but you have to go earn that spot if that I'd makes sense. I'd say the rest of the night went double, triple, home run, and this was the double. It was very good, very solid. I liked most of it. Kofi 
Here and there, he's not always the most solid performer the whole way through a match. It was entertaining. The ending was great. I just loved the fact that we got... I wish they played up the stupid stuff. I love the chant. Kofi, stupid. And then what was Randy Orton? What was the one against Randy Orton? I forget. Oh, my God. Oh, Randy Socks or something like that. No, but that I think would be too have... negative. No, oh, no Kofi, oh, stupid. Kofi, stupid, yeah. And then, like, Randy Socks or something like that. But either way, it was really... I, the crowd is good for, with this match. Kofi Kingston just is one of those baby faces people just cheer for. They yeah. just like him. I loved... I wish we went a little bit further, and I think this... I think you could have went longer. I think we could have went longer. And more Randy with the family. Like, I wanted yes, him to do more. Yes, they needed to play that up more. I liked the angle, but milk it. They don't do that enough. Like, they had the chance to really milk that. Get in his kid's face a couple of times. Yeah, and maybe and the then, wife, like, say, like, back off. Like, even get his wife. She doesn't have to be in the story. We don't need to see her on no, TV. just that. But just, like, get twice. away from our kids. And then the kid's like, you're it's a bad It's what they man. did at the beginning of the AJ Styles story with Samoa Joe. Yes. They went a little bit too far for too long. But if you do well, it Samoa just Joe's right. Samoa Joe's trying to impregnate his wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy. And by the way, this was a TV 14 pay-per-view. You, you said that to me. me. I didn't believe you. I didn't see it. It's all over Twitter. It didn't feel any different necessarily than a normal one, but I oh, like the idea. There's a couple of swears that were bleeped. Bleeped! Like Brock Lesnar swore at one point, Dolph Ziggler called there's Goldberg some, a deep some something. chair shots, but there's usually but, some chair shots. But I guess Kevin Owens went really vicious on Elias. Maybe that was part of it. There was it a kendo stick it, after this. Yeah, there was but, no real blood. But I thought this was a part where we could have saw, if they want to be TV-14, just Maybe Randy it was or, just the Bray Wyatt stuff. It could, but that wasn't... Oh, maybe with the gore of the head, and yeah. we'll, we'll get to that in a second, but... Randy Orton basically had the match kind of in control towards the end. Then Kofi gets out of the ring after a very cool RKO. Yeah, it was very good. And then top we heard, that's when we heard... Okay. 11? Top 11 RKO? If it was, I'm going to think it's... Inside, in, the it's podca- an, inside the podcaster's dozen? I think it's, yeah, I think it might be right outside for me. But anyways, uh, podcast for another time or short video. But uh, Randy Orton um, had a smile on his face and then he rolls out of the ring. That's when Corey Graves had that really weird line about like when you he have had a, a bed, lot of weird lines when you have a bedmate next to you, you always know where they are. And he was trying to refer to that being like you always know where you your roll opponent over and is. Touch him. And you roll. It was just he bizarre. had a bad night. He had a rough. He was yeah, it was a weird night for him. But anyways, Kofi gets to the outside. Randy goes out there, sees his family, starts grabbing Kofi by one of his like pigtails, and is like yelling at his family, disrespecting Kofi. Bell they rings. Should have played it up more. It should have happened one time earlier where it was just kind of brushed off. And then one, maybe one more time, and then a third time. The rule of threes, it always works. And it, but it was still pretty good, and it, it gives you something to go forward, and I'm still interested in this. And we both said before us, we wouldn't mind seeing this continue. I want to see Kofi hang on. You want to see Randy take it. I want to think see it's a flip-flop. Yeah, I think we see a little bit of the best of both worlds. And Kofi Kingston had a little edge to him after the match when he hit him with the Trouble in Paradise. When he said, like, get your bitch ass up. Yeah, he, he was, was like, hit him screaming with a at him. Too. It was cool. It was really cool to see a little bit different from uh, Kofi Kingston right. making this feud a little personal. Here's the triple. Is the triple so this and is... I was screaming. I don't want an entrance for this guy. Who Finn Balor? Yeah, no Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Finn. First of all, Finn comes out all white. Yep, looking like a stud. Good versus evil. I liked it. it. it they was. actually played a little bit. It's like Lost. Yeah. Uh so yeah, Finn Balor or comes any out. really good story in the history of you know story mankind. Yeah. Uh speaking Ooh. of which, so uh then Bray Wyatt, you were saying to you great entrance. You wanted no Beautiful. entrance, but I, I was completely wrong. We both said it. We said we want Finn to be because we were basically talking right as Finn was being like entering. I was like. Lights go out, the whole thing, he's in the middle of the ring, squash. And we wanted this to be the main event, which we did. I think they did a good job by actually not making it the main event because the main event was awesome. And we'll get to the main event, but credit his where, entrance... Credit, yeah. real quickly, credit where credit's due. Uh, we were wrong. Yeah. I think we were both wrong. We yeah. both wanted, especially knowing where kind of the Seth Brock thing is, like, this should be the last thing people see. Wrong. They they pulled it off. It's because of the performance, not because of the story. But yeah, back to Bray. I thought the entrance was really good. Great music. Starts off with the fun house. Yep. Then we get the old school theme, the um, I, I 
catching fly. I don't know. What yeah, whatever the fuck it was. It's the same <laughs> thing, but it has like a hard rock over. Yeah, and then to it, it has a little Alistair Black like metal to it. And oh. he has the lantern with his old face oh, as the lantern. That was scary. Great. Scary and stuff. Gets in the ring, all cool stuff. Then he wrestles with the fucking mask on. Yeah, I said to you, there's no way. No, Bill, it's not going to happen. There's no way he's wrestling with the mask. He wrestled with the mask, and he looked good. And it was great. I My only critique, I would have preferred Finn Balor to get legit zero to one move off. Just yeah, he one. had a couple. He had the spling blade. He had he like four him. or five to, yeah. to set up for his finish, which I thought yeah. was like even... That was way too much. Maybe just a double foot stomp at one point when he gets him down. Yeah. I would have liked to see Bray Wyatt not even knocked down for a few months in the ring. But still great. Yeah, it was really cool. I thought the way it ended, too, where Finn basically went for the coup de grace, caught by um, the Fiend, uh, and he has the mandible claw, pins him right there with it. I like that. Not a not a knockout. Yeah. Pins him with the with the coup de grace. By the way, I think his shoulders... Mandible claw, been... coup de grace. Oh, man. Whoops. Uh, Mardi gras. Mardi gras. But anyways... One thing I was very interested in, so Bray leaves after it all, and Finn's still there, like, kind of gets up, and he's a little disheveled. My guess is on Might Raw continue to Monday. or SmackDown, whichever one they prefer, you're going to see him get, like, annihilated. I mean, yeah. it happens in a backstage segment or something with The Fiend, but I think, like... Turns him into a puppet. I, I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see it real bad. Jabberknocker called it the puppet of the abs. I want a puppet abs. I, I'm sure. If it's abs, even better, but I just want to see him turn into a puppet so he, like, he like almost goes into his world. I would love to see Bray collect wrestlers so someone has to then, yeah. like, overcome. Like, Brock Lesnar is, like, this end boss. Like, I want a, another end boss in Bray Wyatt, but it doesn't have to be for titles. It's literally to, like, save the sanctity of their cult, Hell yeah. of their, like, their locker room. I mean, that right there, the whole crowd felt it. Everybody watching was just like, damn, that looked fucking cool. And it, it was, was special. Cool. It was, it was special. great. They, they handled it beautifully. He's de- debuted twice at SummerSlam. Both times I felt it was special. This time at least it wasn't in a Ring of Fire match or whatever that was against Kane five years ago. And shockingly, another great match to follow, which I thought wasn't a perfect match by any means, but it was a home run. Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar. When Brock Lesnar wants to bring it, he is, without a doubt, one of the best performers in the history of the company. Yes. He absolutely, he's in like his facial expressions, the way he sells, his moveset is great, and he just was captivating tonight. There's no other way to put it. He was great. I, I completely agree with you. It really, and, and we talked about him earlier, and I know you're a fan of his. This just shows me that there's something wrong with the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns feud. That why those matches never got over to that next level or never clicked to that next level. Aside from WrestleMania 31. But that obviously was in the early stages. I feel like these couple of WrestleManias last year, SummerSlam, just didn't have this feel. This Seth Rollins-Brock Lesnar match, as soon as the bell rang, forget about the all the crap that we heard lead up, the weird storylines where Seth keeps coming out and, this is all I'm here for, man. If they I'm just cut quit. it at the ambulance. Two weeks ago. Two and weeks ago. And did, and did like a backstage or a pre-tape. Like Kofi and Orton did. They, yes. weren't, they weren't on yes. TV leading up two weeks until the biggest party of the summer. It was and party. that match was... Again, we thought that should have been the main event too, yep. or one of the main events here. And you, it just shows you don't always distance makes the heart grow fonder, and you're not exposing Seth, who's eh, on promos. Yeah, it just it isn't clicking. not even yeah, he's pretty bad at promos, he's, especially baby, been rough. baby baby face promos. He's terrible. And I've been saying even throughout this card, we have three and three hours plus before we get there. We only saw Seth once prior. He's zipping up his like vest, and Bret Hart gives him kind of like a, a tap, like a, go Jesus. get him, buddy. By the way, Bret Hart. And now was just rubbing shoulders AEW. with the Universal Champion. Last time we saw him on TV, revealing the AEW title. The time Wrestling's before that, he was getting attacked in the ring. <laughs> at, the, <laughs> at the Hall of Fame. Wrestling in 2019 is the wildest thing in the world. And, like, I don't know if we'll have a time like this again. But the Seth Rollins, get back to it. Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar. 
Awesome. Right off the bat with the, the flips. The German suplex lands it. Seth Rollins lands on his feet, hits him with a curb stomp. I'm like, are they going to squash Brock? And it didn't. And the match went on from there. And there was great moves throughout. You said, I think it was either on last podcast or maybe just in person, Seth Rollins needed to have a Royal Rumble 2015. The John Cena Brock Lesnar match. Triple threat. Where he, he said he real, needed that, that was his coming out party. And guess what? He did. It was I pretty close. I would have liked. I, I called. I called the jump to the the table. The you wanted a, table. You wanted a Phoenix. I splash wanted something <laughs> cooler. Hey, I said that AJ Styles was going to do the 450 splash from the ring to a table, and he did it against Dean Ambrose. He did. Come on, Seth. All Row right. a pair. Okay. So but it, he, he really is a night of redemption for Seth Rollins. Yes. Very good. You made the point where he had answers to his move set. That's it's the flipping out of the German suplex, which led twice. to him holding on to the German suplexes. That's how you make things progress in a match, and they did it beautifully. And I said halfway through the match, I didn't. I was like, Brock Lesnar has to win. I don't know what he's going to do after this. And then there was a point where Paul Heyman said, that hurts Seth, didn't it? And it's like, all right, Seth Rollins is 100% winning this match now. And the, I think the oddest part was the crowd was into it the whole time. Oh, there was it, no the booing of was electric. Like, you have to remember another thing. This is just small things. Well, this is a big thing, but small things when it comes to critiquing wrestling. Seth Rollins' entrance is badass. Brock Lesnar's entrance is badass. Even give him a little, like, uh, yeah. flair. Like, almost like fire. Old school, yeah. like, uh, yeah, it was almost like Becky Lynch's thing, in a sense. But yeah, the fire, like, it was awesome. Uh, and then the end of it, I thought was really great. Hits him with a curb stomp, kicks him a couple times, and does gets ready to curb stomp him again. Brock Lesnar sets him up for an F5, gets out of that, super kick, super kick, curb stomp, win. Yeah, it was an exciting end to the match. The only thing I wish we got was a Paul Heyman cutaway when he was grinning on the apron. He looked like the Grinch when the Grinch was, was stealing so Christmas. His smile <laughs> it was looked like it wrapped around to his eyes. It was like eyes. a Joker it smile. It really was. He made the Fiend's mask look less scary. We need a little more Paul Heyman facials, but you know what? I bet you just the people in the back are like, don't ever show Paul Heyman. Now I got to ask, what do you think happens with Paul uh, Brock Lesnar? I think he has to go away for a little it's while. It's a really good question. And, and you know what? My initial guess would be he needs to be something very special for like Survivor Series or when SmackDown debuts. I would like maybe he can come out one more time. Maybe there's something a little more interactive because we have like probably eight pay per views before Survivor Series. Well, how many? We have like two months before they debut on Fox, right? That's October. It's, it's a month. It's about six weeks. So I would just save until then. I think, or maybe tomorrow night there's, or maybe it's just Paul, or maybe you're right. Maybe you just let Seth gloat and then maybe he comes back then and just picks his next opponent and just attacks somebody. And you can say like, Brock Lesnar will be on the very first match, and that's fine. But, like, we don't know what he's going to do, how he's going to do it. Um, I think it would be a good spot. And right now, the ball is back in Seth Rollins' hands. We, With all due respect to the Baron Corbin's in the world, we need a feud that can really weaken. I don't know who can, it is, though. I almost want to say Roman Reigns, but I don't know how you... It doesn't have to be a feud necessarily, maybe a match... Clash of Champions, you're going But gonna, he's the Raw guy, and he's a SmackDown guy. I know. Oh, yeah, and they're going to stop that soon, so... Uh, I don't know. There's really no good opponent for Seth. I mean, like I'm looking at the card. So if we rewind in Raw, you got Bray Wyatt, which I or the no, Fiend too away. early. Keep Stay away. away. Um, Kevin Owens maybe, but they're but on he's the on same SmackDown. Show. You got Ricochet, AJ Styles, who's also have your other champion, Ziggler, Goldberg. Might as well be Goldberg. No, <laughs> but um, there's really not a lot out there for, for him. Samoa Joe maybe. Maybe, but the poor Samoa Joe is always losing. It, I don't know. This is this is so where it's going to get interesting. It's so easy to be a good heel, but it's so hard to be a good babyface. And yeah. the problem is, Seth Rollins is a better heel. I can he pick is. people for him to go against as a heel easier than somebody to go against him as a as a heel. It's it's tough because even though he's got the babyface moveset, his his aura, everything about him is a heel. 
I it really is. All right, let's wrap up. We went a little bit longer than expected, but that that's just how we do. That's but uh, if you were to say stone rating for the entire SummerSlam 2019. It's not a four, but it's not a three. I wonder what that could be then. It's in the middle. I don't know, like 3.95. Ooh, that was higher than I was thinking you were going to go. I enjoyed the hell out of the ending. The pre-show had one good, two good things, and I was entertained by Trish. There was a lot of good stuff here. There was. It there was lows weren't, lows weren't too low. Shane and and Kevin. I don't Owens count that. My, but that's my lowest low. I think everything else. Like, that's I, a mulligan. And even Ember uh, Bailey kind of had a rough performance. Ember Moon was good to watch though. Ember Moon was a star making performance for me. I want to see her for Charlotte ASAP. Book it, Eric Bischoff. Uh, I'm gonna say overall, I think I'll give it a four out of six. This is a really good pay per view. This might actually be. When we look back, the best pay per view, the best pay per view of WWE put on this year. And WrestleMania was okay. It was, but it was a million years long, and I bet you couldn't remember five matches if I said them to you right now. No. Who did Roman Reigns fight at WrestleMania? Drew Gulak. Who did Finn Balor face at WrestleMania? He faced Bobby Lashley. Oh wow, you're doing pretty good. Cooking with fire. Uh, who? This did... was it. This is what happens when I don't drink at these. Who was the four women tag team matches at WrestleMania? The four women. There was four. Sorry, there was four tag teams in the women's championship match. The Iconics. Yep. Bailey and Sasha. Yep. Mandy and uh, what's her name? Incorrect. Oh really? Yep. Uh, Sky Pirates. Nope, they weren't oh, a they team were, yet. Oh, yeah. uh, fuck, I don't know. Natty and. Uh, the big girl beth phoenix beth phoenix oh and then the big girl and the other big girl <laughs> oh my all <laughs> right big, folks i i i, I put Nia them over Jax all the time for it uh I, Tamina. I, big is beautiful i actually think they're both very attractive uh, way to save it all right I do. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> this week uh thank you guys for tuning in also don't forget to leave us a um review five star we still have a few end game things left I, some people said that they posted and hasn't come up yet so we'll extend it just for a few more days some people have already received their gifts but don't forget to leave us a five star review so basically it's just the first five almost just about but i I don't know how many are gonna pop up some people have said things and guess what if you're thinking about it do it just do it leave a five star review if you listen to us we appreciate it and again you can follow billy at billy d uh 2411 you can follow me at jason d rossi thank you guys so much for tuning in to the biggest party podcast of the summer indeed it really was good event oh yeah i had fun entertained and our friend took a couple craps because he ate too much cherries i didn't know that was a thing by the way frank says hi